You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello, welcome back to the Claret Blue podcast. My name is Dan Rowenson. I'm joined this afternoon by Matt Kendrick. Matt, how are you? I'm all right, yeah. Looking very bold, aren't I? Yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> Good start. Yeah, I'm heading that way myself. We're here today to do another Beyond the Podcast uh, podcast where we look back at a podcast that we've done and go through the behind the scenes and a little bit of colour around the edges of, of what it was like and our plans moving forward. Today's episode is centred around the Claret Blue Live event that we did. Yeah, really, really enjoyable event. Loads of money raised for charity. Two good podcast episodes, we hope, out of it as well. We just want to kind of relive it and go through how it came about, what we learned from it, what we enjoyed from doing it. Will we do it again? Did you enjoy it? Was it good? Did you like it? Did you hate it? Yeah, before getting to that, I just wanted to mention your, you kind of stringing out these podcasts into getting getting two for the price of one. <laughs> it's a World Cup break, mate. We've got nothing else to talk about, so if we can get two or three podcasts from one thing, let's do it. Yes, so in terms of the live event, it was I was more stressed about it than I thought I was going to be. Mm. To be honest, I know you've done them before um, with your previous um, podcast hats on. It's usually just I usually just think I'm speaking to you. I don't realise that these you know, hundreds and thousands of, of, of people. Uh, I wouldn't say hanging on our every word, but probably groaning, <laughs> groaning at our every word. So it just it was just a different a different vibe, really, mm. because even when you you flash up all the comments and you you, you let us know we, and get people involved kind of with, in terms of the interaction normally, it's not the same as them actually being in the room. So it yeah. was it was nice for people to just just nice to make small talk at the bar and people genuinely supporting us and, and, and wanting to be there. It kind of accentuates when you look back at YouTube views as well and you think, you know, 10,000 people watch this episode, 40,000 people watch this one, 25,000 people watch this one. And you think, oh, that's a no- nice number. Anyway, let's move on to the next one. There's 125, 135 people, I think, at the, at the live event, roughly. Well, yeah, definitely over 100. I don't know what the, the final figure was in the end. And you look out of the room then and you think, well, 100 people, that looks a lot. So if you think 40,000 people have watched a podcast online of you... We're not doing it in Villa Park, people. mate. I don't think we're, we're not going to do it <laughs> Well, yeah, exactly. Park. Yeah, that's that's a great shout. Imagine how, how how many people that would would look like. We've wanted to do one of these for ages. I've, I've searched my emails um, since doing it for Claret and Blue Live because that's what the, the kind of working title was always going to be. And we'd had meetings in like January 21, summer of 2021, I think even the back end of 2021. And it always gets to a stage of... Okay, well, it's out of my hands now. It's in the hands of you know a legal department or a marketing department or whatever it might be, and it just kind of all falls down. And the World Cup break was this kind of perfect opportunity of well, there's nothing happening for for six weeks, so that's a good time to aim for. I'll have a kind of hands-on approach to it and try and organise as much of it as I can myself, and let's try and finally get one off the ground because it, it shouldn't be that difficult to organise. And we'll talk about doing another one at the end of this. Just being able to put an event on and people actually care enough to turn up. You know, it's all well and good us doing the event and saying yes, let's finally nail it down, and then ten people showing up. So the fact that we could actually get it all sorted at the Aston Inn, which is a, a nice venue for it, a good size for it, a place that we filmed at before, and obviously not with a live studio audience. But to put all that together and people actually turn up and it be you know, seemingly a success, a lot of people watch it online and enjoyed it. Everybody there on the night, despite a few technical problems, which we'll talk about in a sec, they seem to enjoy it as well. So it's a nice kind of sense of accomplishment for me, I guess. And this podcast is a little bit of a kind of a pat on the back between ourselves to say, yeah, we did, I think we did a good job there. I don't like, I've said this before, I don't like complimenting you too much, but... Um, and. I'm going to use one of my analogies to compliment you, Dan. So this is <laughs> this is a double bonus for you. But it's a bit like um, you're a bit like kind of Santa, either Santa Claus or Mrs. Kendrick, because on Christmas Day I'll turn up 
Uh, and I'll watch the kids open the presents that are from <laughs> from Santa or from mum and dad or whatever. And I'll have no idea what they are or how they got there. But I'll I'll I'll, I'll kind of I'll jump on some of them. I'll try and take some of the credit and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. And it's a bit like that that I don't think I really appreciated until I got there. And you've got to sort out all the all the microphones, get all your kit across there. You've you've got all these raffle prizes, these raffle tickets, these making sure that the the speaker system and all these kind of things. And it just kind of happens. And and, and me me Ash and John just kind of turned up. I know John. Helped you carry some of it on the trains. So he probably deserves a bit more credit than me. Yeah, so it's I suppose it's a it's a rare rare thank you from me. But um, the fact that it did go pretty much without too many hitches, and we did have a live event, and we did raise five hundred quid. Probably giving away half the talking points here, but we did raise more than five hundred quid for charity. It's it's brilliant. It's brilliant that that that, that some <laughs> that some good <laughs> can come out of all this crap. You can do as many microphone tests as you want, but you get it on the night, and the speaker system starts playing up, and you're like, well. Don't know what to do about that now. Um, I think me and John got there at like four o'clock or something, and doors were opening at six, six thirty. You were, you guys, you and Ash were getting there five, five thirty. So me and John thought, oh well, we've got a good hour there to set everything up, and everything will be fine. Everything will work perfectly because we've we've tested this stuff. It'll it'll be fine. There'll be nothing to worry about. And then we plugged the sound system into the speakers, and you turn the volume up very slightly and it just goes like a big feedback noise throughout the whole room and every little twitch of the microphone goes up and you just say oh my god how are we going to do this without any speakers and yes it's a small room and it's only 100 125 people but if you're sat at the back it's going to be difficult to hear without speakers and that was the one thing that didn't quite work on the night i said before like i'm not really bothered about the show element of it in terms of being nervous like i we'd prepared a not a script but I'd prepared questions and i knew where we were going and what kind of timings we were trying to stick to it's all the production side of it that kind of winds me up a little bit and I'll get a little bit nervous over. So I can do as many tests as I want, but if you're five minutes away from starting and people at the back go, we can't hear you, you kind of go, oh, now, now what? Just an old school one. Speak a little bit louder and get the people at the back to, to move forward a couple of rows. <laughs> so we split it into two episodes. Obviously on the night, we obviously did it all in one go. There's a lot of people asking like, online, like, where's part two? Like, when is that? Is that another day? Like, when is it happening? It's like, no, no, we've only split it online. We did a, a like a mid-season debrief or mid-season review, starting back to the start of the season and losing Stephen Gerrard and appointing Emery. We we said before we we wanted to keep that pretty tight because we knew we had a Q and A coming up. Q and A is probably always the the showpiece of the night, I guess, the highlight of the night because we can do a mid-season debrief between the four of us over the internet. We can just chat about the season so far having that audience interaction with the the hundred or so people that have turned up. That's what the night was for, for me, I think. And that was my my favourite bit, I think. We normally do it on, on, you know, we do it across the internet or whatever. And you flash up the comments and there's some comments and there's, there's people who like really dig you out and slag you off and things like, you know, boring, nobody's interested in or what you're doing, all this kind of stuff. I'm just, imagine if we'd have got heckled like that during the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> during the actual event I like the experience of all four of us being being together mm, that doesn't happen well, very often that does doesn't it? happen in that many combinations doesn't we do the once a season kind of pre-season preview piece but so I like to think that with the four of us people get a little bit of everything don't they mm. you know I thought John was John spoke really kind of eloquently and you can see how switched on he is how he thinks about the philosophies and tactics and things like that. And then you've got Ash who can bring bring a little bit of the insight in terms of what it's like actually going to the 
going to Villa Park and Bodymore and you know looking behind the scenes and speaking to managers and that mm-hmm. kind of thing and the press conference experience. Me, I've got a few miles on the clock, haven't I? So I've got a few stories from 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 back in the day, which I'm more than more than happy to share. And I've got some opinions about how the, the industry's changed in terms of football mm, journalism. And I, I thought you again, it's a second compliment, but I thought considering all that you've got going on, trying to hold everything together from a technical side of things came across as a very kind of competent and natural host as well, which I've never seen that in you before. Um, so, uh, so yeah, again, it's, it's a different vibe because with doing it like this, I could have a list of notes on the side. I can open a new tab. I can Google something while we're on air. I can kind of check things. I can be driven by the comments to say, I know what I've just said is wrong, actually, because so-and-so here says this, 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 and that. Whereas on the night, it was very much not like, a, like I said before, not a script, but me and John, beforehand had I mean John had done a lot of the organization to be honest but I said to him beforehand that we don't need to have like a planning meeting between all of us to say I'm going to ask you this I'm going to ask you that and I'm going to ask this I'm going to be very rigid I'll come to you here I'll come to you there we had a bit of a debrief before we started saying I'll intro you first I'll intro John first or whatever just so we all knew the initial moments what's going to happen and from there I'll lead it and, and take it wherever um but me and John I said beforehand like if I'm going to plan it with anyone I'll plan it with John because he's the least experienced out, out of all of us. So if there's anyone who's going to be a little bit nervous on the night, I imagine it'll be John because he's the youngest and he's never done anything like that before. He's never even met some of our colleagues before, never mind sat in front of 100 people and had to sit there and be you know, talking eloquently about Aston Villa. And nice to get a compliment saying I look like a competent host, but that's just because of a bit of a prep beforehand. And I think we were, we were ready and, and kind of prepared for that first half the second half was my favorite because i didn't have as much to do so i can just go right questions who wants to talk yeah you over there you over there and most of the questions were to you three so i enjoyed that so i could watch that as a kind of audience member as well yeah the audience participation was good to be honest i don't know whether you and john during your planning meetings had had got a plan b in case nobody asked anything whatsoever (laughs) probably the type of things that we you know we discuss a lot though when we take the podcast in different directions but i'm not sure we'd have asked each other those questions, like those no, two no. examples. So it's different. It, it, it's useful having, I don't know, another hundred people as as a as a sounding board really to, yeah. to guide the conversation. And the thing that 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 I was pleased about was, you know, we kicked off what time seven ish, quarter past seven, and it was yeah, still it going. We get, had a, a mini break. Kept going, kept going later and later. The next is like we're still still not sorted. We're still not ready. Yeah, but we managed to either we got a very very well behaved crowd or we managed to keep their attention you know considering we're mm. worried about the sound issues it could have been a, you know, if we'd have really been really boring they could have <laughs> chatted amongst themselves at the back couldn't they but everybody yeah. seemed seemed to be engaged to really simplify it down come to john for something serious you for something silly and ask for a bit of both it's, it's kind of how I'm, if i've got a question that might be a little bit silly i know that you and, and ash are probably the question the people to go to not to kind of downplay that john hasn't got a sense of humor because he, he certainly has but also if i've got a tactical question john and ash are probably more suited than you as well not to downplay that you're an idiot because you're not but just that that's a rough kind of guide as well that was where i take things yeah don't get those mixed up for god's sake I can't. <laughs> yeah, exactly it sounds really bad because it makes me sound like the complete git that i am but I liked it. This is pathetic. I liked it when um, I know when Ash here, was I kind of opening up on what a privilege it was to cover Villa and you know laying it on thick about how it, you know it is a challenge at time, challenge at times, but it was an honour to do it, and he, he loves doing it. And I think I told him to, told him to put himself together or something. <laughs> to be here now, very emotional. Yeah, get me going in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
Pull yourself together. Sorry. <laughs> I can't. I can't have things be too serious for too long um, because it unnerves me a little bit. So I need to uh, need to inject a bit of stupidity into it, really. Um, so that I. Um, I like the the, the um, digging out the Man United fan on the front row. <laughs> Again, this is another stupid moment. I think you were chatting to somebody at the bar and discovered that somebody had brought along a friend who was a United fan. And in passing, in the in the second half of the podcast, you mentioned about oh, speaking at the bar and somebody mentioned they got a Man United fan. And the bloke who you spoke to was on the front row. And he's like, "Yeah, it's him." Chatting to chatting to Stuart at the bar, and I think you said you got a friend who's a, a Man United fan. And and oh, is it, is it your man here? So oh, without without him, him, boo, boo. Well, we'll see you in the third round. Um, <laughs> yeah, I do like a bit of the um, a bit of the pantomime pantomime element to it, um, and we'll probably touch on it in a moment as well. But I thought the raffle was <laughs> the raffle was was good as well. Well, do you want to explain about the raffle the raffle ticket situation? Yeah, the raffle was almost a disaster at one stage. Um, I will thank in a very listicle format here: Luke Roper, Rob Bishop, Tony Daly, Art Football, HR Designs, Art of Villa, Football Manager. Aston Brewing Company and Sporting Icons for donating loads of prizes. I think there was something like 20 winners in the end. A couple of people won twice. <laughs> but I bought a raffle ticket book of 500 tickets and thought, oh, well, that's way too many. Like, I won't use all of them. And my mom did the raffle, um, which is a big help because it's something that I've not got to think about and she can sit in the corner and um, get a telephone voice on and, and act professional and sit there and go, yes, let's sell some raffle tickets. And we said before, to keep it simple, instead of pulling off like one ticket just do like a strip is one entry so technically it was only 100 tickets because it was five for one 20 minutes before we start my dad shouts me my mom wants you go all the way to the front oh we've run out of raffle tickets and i'm thinking bloody hell we've sold 500 like that's we must have raised like two grand that's unbelievable and then kind of the cogs in my head were and go oh no it's not 500 tickets it's a hundred lots of five so sending out 100 in about 20 minutes is is brilliant and much quicker than I thought it would. But we're suddenly then going, but there's another 50 people that want to buy raffle tickets and we've got none left. So I'm going back to the bar. Have you got any paper? Yeah. Have you got a pen? Oh, hang on a sec. Going for me a marker pen. Now my mom is physically writing down numbers twice and stripping them up and ripping them up and all this kind of thing. Next time, buy two raffle books. Just forget that problem, eliminate it straight away. And all those prizes donated to us as well, which we'd, we'd really do appreciate. I'll put all the links for the people that sent us. Uh, Tony Daly donated a book, so you can go and buy Tony Daly's book down below. Rob Bishop's book, HR Design sent us. I asked for one print, which is like this one behind me here. He sent me eight, which is unbelievable generosity. So we gave away all of those. I've gave away a few on Twitter since as well. Ash winning the camera. <laughs> And it was signed by Cameron as well. I think he must have taken it to Bodymore, sent it off to Bodymore, and he got it signed. And again, we left that as like one of the bigger prizes because it's a nice print, nice to have it signed as well. 21 Mings print that, that went really well as well that was donated to us by Acorns because it was donated to them and they've kind of dished it out to a few places to try and raffle it off And but it's always had a reserve of a, a certain price to go for and it's never quite hit the reserve bills are tight it's almost Christmas energy crisis etc etc and I'm going oh please give me some of your money like it, feel, it feels uncomfortable to me um, but that went for 150 
uh, got a bit of a bidding war between a couple of people at the bar. Like went to a to a young guy who had a picture with it, which again I'll put in in here as well, and that was signed by by Tyrone as well. I think we raised. I've got it down as five hundred and thirty quid, and it's not a total fifty fifty split because the Ming's print goes directly to Acorns because it's their prize to give two hundred and fifty quid to Aston Villa Foundation and three hundred quid to the to to Acorns or however it works out. So they'll uh, they'll really benefit from that, and we, and we thank you for for everyone getting involved. We have got a donation link online as well, so if people watch the podcast and couldn't get along but want to kind of support us, you can support those charities on our donation link down below as well. Good stuff. Well, I suppose the big question is when we're we doing it all again. Yeah, that's the thing. What what do I put? What did we learn? What would we change? Would we do it again? With those kind of the three questions going forward, what did we learn? As much as you can be prepared be extra prepared buy a new sound system <laughs> for the company and we'll, we'll on our own gear next time instead of borrowing it what would we change i don't think we would change much to be honest because it, it worked well i was happy with the the outcome in the end as much as the the, the stresses beforehand i think the, the format worked splitting it into two halves having a couple of breaks having that audience inter- interaction i thought was good and would we do it again a hundred percent like i said before we've had plenty of meetings of trying to do these two or three times already I would like this to have been the third or fourth time we've done it to be honest not the first time because I feel like we've been ready to do something like this for a while not that I want to be doing I think we should be doing stuff like this three or four times a season not that we've got a duty to do it but we've now got this audience where that almost like a little community actually of, of people that are invested in in our podcast and enjoying what we do I feel like we should be going out there and kind of fronting up and, and doing it in person it's time for it then why don't we aim for end of season review as our, this season. As our next one, um, yeah, we, let's. We've got a good relationship, hopefully, with Karen and her staff at the Aston Yeah, they were brilliant. very good, by the way. Very brilliant, good. really, really good hosts. Let's <laughs> let's get it. Let's get it sorted. <laughs> let's get it penciled in. Organising the second one should be a doddle, really. I'm not sure we'll get 20 different raffle prizes for the next one. I'm not sure we can do that three times a season. But the live podcast element of it, we can we can certainly be doing that two or three times a season. What joke did I on the night about? What next for Clout and Blue? I said we want to we want to hit Vegas. <laughs> um, probably might be a bit of a stretch for now, but I would like to take it on tour some somewhere. What, like around the country? Well, possibly. <laughs> I'm trying to get myself an overseas trip <laughs> out of this, mate. So, <laughs> I don't know. So there must be there must be a kind of there must be a Spanish Spanish Lions club or something on the Costa del Sol or something like that. Or uh... <laughs> is this just a way of you getting a holiday? Yes. I've just got one very quick shout out that I want to do before we leave. I had a message from Sam on the day of the event, I think, or the day before. Yeah, the day of the event. She said, I've got two tickets tonight, but can't make it. Hopefully you can you know, redistribute the tickets to somebody else. Great podcast. I'm good to be missing out. My dad has bladder cancer, so it's to cheer him up, but he's not been well enough, unfortunately. We'll listen to it together when it's released. Thank you. And I saw it all that and said, sorry to hear, etc. And I said, I've, I've written it down on the night on my notes to give them a shout out and say oh, thanks everyone for coming and I wanted to do a few shouts out Sam and her dad who were supposed to be but they couldn't and I forgot and I messaged her after and said oh I was supposed to give you a shout out on the event last night and I totally forgot so I said I would do it on the podcast at some point so this is our little shout out to Sam and her dad John I hope John is, is getting better she said that he's had some gruelling treatment but prognosis looks decent and he should be on the mend he said at least it's come at the World Cup time, so he doesn't miss too many Villa matches. Always a positive. So Sam and John are yeah, well wishes to you. Both love to you both, and let's hope we can get you both at the next one then in, yeah. in a couple of months' time. That'd be brilliant to see you. So that'd yeah. be great. Yeah, guest of honour, front row seats for Sam and her dad. That'd be lovely. 
Yeah, just uh, in case the speakers don't work again, we'll stick it. <laughs> the proper, don't worry, you'll be able to hear it. I think we'll call it a day for, for this kind of beyond the podcast about our, our currently live event. There will be another one, let's just say it now. We'll do it at the end of the season and we'll work out, we'll work backwards from that um, and sort of dates and times and locations near, nearer to it. But we will do a Clarton Blue live event once again. Uh, Matt, thanks for your time this afternoon for kind of looking back on, on the last couple of weeks and um, yeah, really appreciate it. It's nice to kind of relive it again and, and kind of share a little bit more details about the actual event itself and the raffle and the money that we raised. So any information that I've mentioned will be in the description down below as well. Any links and things like that. So Matt, thank you very much for your time. Thanks everyone for watching along as always. And uh, we'll see you again in a few days. Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue and Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please do let us know. We love hearing your thoughts and comments. We'll be back soon with another episode, but until then, up the villa.